friends, and welcome to another Black and White Podcast with your hosts, Luke and Heaven. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the knockout stage, the last game for the uh, group stage of Euro 2020 or 2021, depending on what you want to say, ended today, uh, with some pretty intense games, Spain beating uh, Slovakia 5-0, some good games in Group F, the Group of Death, uh, but now we're going to be putting our lines forward towards the knockout phase of Euro 2020. Um, and that's where it'll be interesting. So it'll be the round of 16. They're all set and ready to go. Heaven, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the first matchup of Belgium and Portugal, because obviously that's, you know, big for Portugal, former winners of Euro, and Belgium, the, the golden age for them. So who do you think goes through? And what are some key takeaways from this matchup? Yeah, uh, definitely some interesting games uh, in the knockouts, and we'll talk about the maybe we'll talk about our predictions after too in the groups and uh, some teams that surprise us and some teams that disappoint us. But from the knockout standpoint, I'm just sort of looking at the UEFA website as well with you. Um, Belgium and Portugal. Uh, my overall pick is going. It's going to end up being Bel- Belgium. I think uh, from an attacking sense. Uh, and from a uh, tactical standpoint, I think Belgium is superior to Portugal. I think Portugal struggled a little bit too much in that um, in that group of death. Um, I ex- had them second in that group. I think uh, their uh, manager Santos is not ready for a big game like this. I think he is too defensive, as, as I noticed before. Hasn't really utilized his players like Bernardo Silva and Bruno Fernandes too well. I don't think they're going to be very ineffective in this group. Uh, so it's going to really come down to how far Ronaldo can take them. And I, I just don't see how uh, uh, they'll get past uh, this really, uh, this Belgium side uh, that's growing in numbers. Uh, you have Kevin De Bruyne coming back, Axel Witzel coming back uh, into the fold. Uh, Hazard's get, you know, got a little bit of match fitness. Uh, I think Portugal uh, really got an unfortunate uh, uh, team here. So I, I personally have Belgium. Uh, going ahead of Portugal here. What are your thoughts on the on this group too as well? Yeah, I think um, I think you probably have a better idea of what the you know the sort of nuances of both teams are. But I mean, Belgium let one goal in, and Portugal let in six, and they only scored seven. So to me, that's indication of you know both probably the group that they're in, but also Belgium being a far more superior team in terms of all stages of the team all areas uh forwards mids defense mm-hmm. goalkeeper um so you know the balance i think will be important in this case although you never know portugal has always been poised for upsets but uh, i do yeah. i do agree with you with belgium going forward yeah um, it's, it'll be more, interesting. it's more of a portugal is more of a, like a puncher's chance that they have i mean you always have to think about what they did in euro 2016 and you could have said the same things about those Portugal's, you know, that Portugal side as well. Um, so I, yeah, Portugal probably has a puncher's chance in this, but I just, I just don't see how they get past Belgium. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's the unfortunate reality of some of these matches is that the one side of the draw is so stacked. And the uh-huh. other side of the draw is, is <laughs> Thank goodness very, very Germany. light. <laughs> God but, bless. You know, if you're an English fan or a German fan, you're very happy about this, about the setup. So. For sure. Uh, but that being said, why don't we round it out with this uh, going through the next next uh, opponents that they might face in the quarters, mm-hmm. Italy and Austria. Uh, not necessarily the big headliners, but 
you know, Italy being your dark horse, I believe, from the previous mm-hmm. episode and my dark horse as well. So I'd like to hear if you think that they have the chance to move forward. In the yeah, playoffs. this is a no-brainer. I mean, for me, this is Italy. It's just a matter of how many goals do they score in this game. I think defensively, they're very sound. Austria doesn't really have a lot of attacking options. Uh, uh, and then, you know, when you compare with uh, their groups, Italy uh, uh, did what they needed to expect. And, you know, Austria uh, has had a really good tournament. I mean, they beat, uh, they, you know, overcame. Uh, Ukraine, which I didn't think that was going to happen. We'll talk a little bit about that too as well. Um, but yeah, they overcame Ukraine, uh, which was you know really well done for them. Um, but yeah, Italy just possesses way too many qualities. Um, not only are they the dark horses, but a lot of people are now you know pitting them as the favorites uh, uh, based off of their performances of you know uh, securing nine points from a relatively easy group. But they still have to play those games. So for me, uh, I'm going Italy for this. Uh, easy, easy pick. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. I think it's an easy pick as well. I think Italy goes through. <clears throat> so then that's one, uh, what is it, eighth of the round of 16. Uh, next is France and Switzerland and Croatia and Spain. So can we talk about maybe France, the the basic pick for a lot of fans out there saying that they'll win the Euros? Uh, from the start, do you think that they still are in position to win this? Or did, do you think that things change uh, after you saw three games? Based off of the group games, you would think that, you know, it's been a bit dicey. They've been a bit lethargic, to be fair. I mean, they still won the group uh, uh, drawing. You know, they they drew with Hungary, but we, we saw how formidable Hungary were with even all those three games that they played. Uh, you know, the score was a bit flattering to Portugal, not to say not to take away from Portugal. But, um, I mean, overall, I think Hungary was fantastic. So, I mean, if you don't include uh, that particular result, I mean, they drew with Portugal today and they beat Germany. Um, I still, I would still tout them as the favorites, uh, but there's a little bit of soul searching that they have to do. I think their attacking options are great. Defensively, I'm a little bit worried about uh, where they're going to, what, what's going to happen. And of course, I've always been worried about uh, Hugo Lurie as a goalkeeper. Um, one, maybe just he f- happens to be a Tottenham goalie, goalkeeper, but um, he he was uh, definitely at fault for uh, the penalty, uh, uh, you know, the penalty that was called uh, that gave Portugal the lead right off the bat. Um, but uh, just specifically for talking about them between Switzerland, it's a no-brainer that France is going to win this. Uh, they might be a bit leaky. They might uh, let in a goal uh, by, you know, from Switzerland. But I think France will be able to handle Switzerland pretty well. Um, Shakiri is just not enough. I mean, he's doing well in this tournament so far. He's gotten a couple of really important goals, some key goals. But against it was against a Turkey side um, that, for me, uh, who I, you know, who had uh, who a lot of people had expectations for. Fell, fell a lot. I think they're probably the biggest disappointment in the tournament. And uh, sorry to the Turk, you know, the Turkish fans as well, because maybe they were just happy. Maybe their expectations were that they were happy to be part of the tournament. Uh, but my feeling is, is that they probably expected a round of 16 finish, uh, whether that was in second or third place. Uh, but overall, uh, we're going to go with France uh, for this one. Yeah, uh, I mean, my analysis is a lot less in depth, but I agree. France as well. The only thing that I would be concerned about is uh, just the way that uh, Deschamps brought in Karim Benzema. And it just didn't seem like he was really, really fit in with the group. And he came in at such a 
short notice really for euros uh and you know i think he had that little snafu at the beginning blaming mbappe i believe in the first game was mm-hmm. it complaining yeah. about mbappe doing something i can't remember yeah, the exact uh, details but like you know that sort of um uh, friction so early in a major tournament yeah you know, it's uh, a small disaster but you know switzerland isn't unfortunately a you know germany or italy or portugal even you know so i do think that it go through well i mean the french uh, are known the french are known for protesting right <laughs> isn't that what they're known for is true. <laughs> uh, liberation liberty and they did that before in 2010 as well so keep that in mind uh, that they they did really bad in that 2010 World Cup because of uh, an incident and they you know the, the players protested so that's why there was a lot of you know a lot of media coverage on sort of the relationship between those two uh, particular players um, so could they ha- could it have had an effect on their performances possibly um, but uh, we'll see a lot we'll see a lot more of that uh, in the round of 16 especially if they don't get past their first round so uh, let's stick to France on that one. Yeah, so then they're one of their potential opponents, uh, Spain and Croatia. Um, this one maybe isn't as interesting, but Spain beat uh, Slovakia 5 nothing today. Um, shows a little bit of potential, maybe, but you know, again, it is Slovakia, so maybe I'm being a little bit of a optimistic Spain fan here. Um, what are your thoughts on maybe Croatia upsetting, or can you even consider an upset of Croatia one? Uh, is, is there a clear, clear, talented team here? This one's, a, yeah, for me personally, this one's definitely going to be a very tough one to call. I think Croatia may be peaking at the right time. Uh, you know, didn't really do too well against England. Um, I think they made a sort of switch to further advance Modric up. And you can see how that really panned out for them in the last couple of games, especially the last game against you know, a fairly not good Scotland side, uh, but showed his quality again with, you know, an amazing goal. Um, and now they're second. Um, whereas Spain, I, I sort of, you know, I don't, we didn't see eye to eye on this when we talked about the Slovakia game before, uh, prior to the video about, you know, scoring uh, or that 5-0 uh, victory. I think personally, it's a bit of a false security blanket for them. I think there's uh, still question marks on you know, uh, who your striker is, Morata missing a penalty, I believe. Was it this game? I think he missed a penalty this game. Um, Gerard Moreno missed it last one or whatever. So like you still have a striker issue. And the question is, is, well, how far is Spain going to get? Are they, are they sort of happy with making it to the round of 16? Are they happy to making it to eight? Uh, You know, I I think, uh, especially, you know, for my Spanish people out there, uh, I, I'm sure, you know, anything less than the semifinals is probably disappointing. Um, barring, of course, now we know that the matchups are against France. That's a little bit of a different situation that they're in. Um, so yeah, this is a tough one to pick. Uh, but I will go with my brother Luke on this, being a Spain fan. And I'll, I will cheer for Spain. I will push for Spain uh, to win this one. But don't uh, expect, sorry, expect this one to be a really tight one. Uh, in fact, this one very likely will go to extra time. That'd be interesting. That'd be fun to see. Uh, you know, and I agree that Spain will win. But just one thing to note: uh, I think that Modric was the youngest Croatian ever to score for <laughs> yeah, Croatia, I saw that and he's set. also the oldest. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. You know, that's a, that's a fun thing. To, fun thing to say, and uh, you know, he will be the reason they win if they do. 
True. But that's a lot of, that's a big yes. Yeah. Uh, so that that concludes the one side of the draw. That's considered the stronger side of the draw. For easily. sure. 100%. Uh, then it leads us sort of into the weaker side. You know, one strong matchup and a lot of weaker ones. So really, it's unfortunate for uh, England and Germany. But, uh, you know, <laughs> either one if they're separated, they, they could have I can't wait far. for that. I can't uh, wait for that. Uh, but before we got there, you know, is there anything of note to talk about in regards to Sweden and Ukraine? Is Sweden sort of peaking correctly and they're sort of going to push through easily? I'm so proud of this pick. I, I really am. Because I told I told everybody, I said, <laughs> do not sleep on Sweden. Uh, and what did they do? They got first yeah. in a group that they were probably touted as second or third. Uh, people had Poland for some reason uh, and second when they, you know, they tend to disappoint. <laughs> they ended up being fourth uh, for that reason. Although I do give a lot of love to Lewandowski. Um, he's, he was fantastic, uh, in his own right. Uh, but we're here to talk about Sweden. Um, my boy, Isaac, uh, my air train brother, Isaac, uh, hopefully we'll get a goal. He's a young guy, young buck. Uh, but they have a lot of, like I said, they have a lot of solid pieces around them as a team, um, that, you know, they could shock some teams here, uh, namely who they're playing is Ukraine. Uh, Emil Forsberg being another player who scored two goals, I believe against Poland today, who's fantastic today. Uh, he might be peaking at the right time. He might be, uh, you know, uh, doing well. Olsen, their goalkeeper, uh, who I believe was on loan. I think he was at AS Roma, but he's on. he was on loan to Everton. Um, he, he, as a goalkeeper, was fantastic. Um, and then when we look at the Ukraine side, I thought as a, uh, in their group, I thought they did really well. I think they should be a bit disappointed that they didn't come second and that they did lose, lose to Austria. So I do see a little bit uh, less wind in their sails. But yet... Again, this is a difficult pick. I think both teams are very solid. I don't think one team really uh, dominates over the other. Um, so we may see a, a, a very open game, a very counterattacking game going back and forth. Um, but I, I'm going to go with my heart. <laughs> I, I got to go with my confidence here, and I'm going to go with Sweden. You might, uh, yeah. you might, you might have a different opinion on me on this one, though. Well, I mean, the, the only thing that I'm a little bit, a little bit leery about is uh, Emil Forsberg scored 75% of Sweden's goals. And if you're relying so heavily on one person to score, then you have a greater yep. chance to. That's a good point. Um, but, I mean, I think that I agree with you that Sweden might be sort of uh, peaking at the appropriate time. Uh, you know, their first game with Spain was obviously a tie. Um, but now they're sort of showing a little bit more of an offensive side to them. Yeah, uh, I think that will be important. And I, you know, I think that I think they'll go through. I, I I will agree with you on this one, and I'll give you more time to speak on England and Germany <laughs> instead. Uh, so that being said, who will Sweden play potentially? Yes! England or Germany? <laughs> oh, this one this one hits the heart so much in so many different ways, um, and I, I can't talk about it without talking about the history of England and Germany. Um, not to go too far, uh, but for me as a fan, uh, I, I watched the Germany and England game back in 2010, uh, when they faced, um, with, I think, uh, Germany was up to one or something like that. Uh, when unfortunately my boy Lampard, my Chelsea man Lampard hit the post. However, that ball was over the line. Uh, but the problem was, guess what? There wasn't VAR. There wasn't goal line technology at that time. People were fighting and struggling for goal line technology. Uh, but the goal was clearly above, uh, you know, past the, past the, the line. 
Um, so a lot of England fans probably feel hard done. Uh, you know, don't be surprised if that that is covered as they, you know, have their post analytical talk or, you know, they have their talk uh, prior to the game uh, on, uh, on, you know, on this matchup as well. Um, but ever since that, you know, Germany, I think, has the mental edge in this in this matchup. I think England is a bit fragile. I wasn't really impressed with uh, uh, their performance. Maybe Croatia, they had a decent game. Uh, they they capitalized, but I don't. I I think they disappointed to be to be honest in this group. Um, yeah, you know what? You know they scored their goals. I think they scored their three goals or their two goals, whatever it was. Uh, you know, got past who they needed to defensively. It was very sound. I do give them respect uh, for how well they uh, they did defensively. Uh, but one, I think they should have been able to pull out nine points uh, uh, from this uh, from this group. So I'm a little bit of disappointed uh, in England uh, in that retrospect. Uh, and then, of course, with Germany, you know, being in the group of death, um, you know, uh, a loss to France, a loss to France. And I was really worried about how they were going to do against Portugal. If they had lost that. It would have been over for them anyways. Uh, but, you know, beating Portugal, which was, you know, a really good, uh, really good victory for them. Uh, and then, unfortunately, drawing with Hungary, um, which they could have very well lost, by the way. I was really, I was, you know, biting my teeth. Or, I mean, I was biting, I shouldn't say biting my teeth. I was biting my fingers, my fingernails at that at that matchup. Because I think Hungary was only 10 minutes away from winning that game. Until, you know, Leon Goretzka hit an amazing goal off of that. Um, so, Germany should really, you know, be grateful that they are in this position. Um, but I just, I just, I just don't see how England beats Germany. Uh, England will play a lot more of a uh, counter-attacking. They don't provide the same quality as Germany uh, in that midfield. So expect uh, Germany to be handling uh, a lot of the possession uh, in that matchup. Um, and England might get, you know, might might get uh, on them with their speed, uh, with the wingers that they have that they possess. Um, so it's not going to be an easy victory, but I do think Germany has a mental edge on uh, England. Um, they provide too much quality for England. Uh, so for me, it's it's going to be an England. It's going to be an, uh, it's going to be a Germany win. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably on the right track with Germany. Uh, sorry to the English fans out there in the world who think that they're going to win every year, but it's uh, coming uh, home. It's coming home. Football's coming you know, home. Like, <laughs> since 2007, England has beaten Germany twice out of seven chances. Uh, you know, obviously maybe 2007 is a bit too far, but it's, that's not a good record. Uh, and they haven't they haven't beaten Germany since 2016 uh, out of three chances. Was it a friendly? So, I mean, it wasn't a major tournament game, was it? No, no, all, all international friendlies. Yeah. Last time they played play each other was a 2010 World Cup, and uh, I believe that Germany won that as well, right? 1 4 1. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think that's probably obviously, like you say, it's the closest matchup in that second half of the draw. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, one of the two great teams in that half have to lose. But I do think that Germany probably is, you know, their, their talent or the, uh, their opponents, excuse me, were a lot stiffer. And I think it's prepared them for this moment, whereas England, like you say, has been coasting a little bit. Uh, you know, Scotland is not necessarily the best opponent to be playing last to prepare yourself for uh, top-level talent in round mm -hmm. 16. So, you know, that being said, you know, I'll trust your your German allegiance, and I'll say that Germany will win <laughs> as well. Uh, just yeah. because, you know, I like to say to English fans that they're not the best in the world. Um, 
they're only second best sometimes. But right. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. For sure. Uh, just moving forward, Netherlands and Czech Republic. You know, for a lot of people, maybe Czech Republic was a surprise to get into round 16. For some, maybe not. But uh, Netherlands not necessarily a surprise at all. Um, do you think that the Netherlands could surprise people and make it to the finals, given that they're on the weaker side of the the draw? That's a really good question to ask me. Um, yeah, I I I I have to give uh, didn't give them a lot of respect, but I, I got to give them uh, respect where it's credit. They got nine points. Frank the Boer, their manager, is he's won all their games. You can't really complain too much. Um, I mean, people are still sort of questioning about his tactics about you know playing a back three system. We'll always complain about the Boer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not a great manager overall. I think a lot of it uh, comes down to how great of quality the players. Like we t- we'll talk a lot about these players. You know, Dumfries, as we talked about just before uh, off air, um, he has been you know one of Netherlands, if not one of Netherlands' best players. Um, uh, Gigi Wijnaldum, another guy, Depay has sort of coming into his own. This this team, uh, you know, has an identity. Um, uh, Delit, very good defender uh, in his own right. You know, imagine if they did have Virgil Van Dijk in this team, I would, I'd probably tell, you know, I'd probably pick them, especially where they are now, uh, to make it to the finals. Um, but they still have a, you know, they still have a good shout, um, and you know, they should easily dispatch Czech Republic here. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much analysis on this. I'm going to be honest. I just think Netherlands have too much quality here uh, not to get the victory. Um, this could be a very good stepping stone uh, on their way to the round of eight. So I'm going to go Netherlands here. Sorry, yeah, Thomas. I think I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I think I agree with you. There's uh, just too much talent on the Netherlands. Uh, you know, Barcelona's newly signed Memphis Depay. Uh, you know, great, great player. Uh, I appreciate it. So, uh, but again, I think it was again what I said about Sweden with Emil Forsberg scoring 75 percent of their goals. Patrick Sheik has scored 100% of Czech Republic's goals. Uh, and so, you know, to rely so heavily on one person is a little bit scary, especially in a round of 16 when you're not playing, uh, you know, those fourth place teams that right. don't have a chance. Uh, you know, so for me, I think it's 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 not a question. It's uh, another one that's moving forward. Uh, but, you know, we say it so confidently that we're, we're comfortable with all these teams moving forward. But, you know, granted, we haven't done very well in our own fantasy world. Groups here. I have it for sure. We, we can talk about that after this, uh, this last <laughs> matchup. But, yeah, why not? but uh, Wales and Denmark. Uh, Wales, for some people, was a surprise, but you know, Wales has a history of doing well, uh, given the fact that they're such a small country. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there is there any sort of surprise here? Does Denmark do well? Does you know the memory of uh, their fallen comrade push them forward, or does Wales surprise people yet again? You know. Of the bail effect again. This one has all the feeling of an extra time game. Um, Wales did really surprisingly well for me, considering I had them at the bottom of the group. <laughs> so um, yeah, not so not so good on my end uh, there. Um, but you know, coming second in a you know a decently competitive group, besides of course Turkey. Uh, <laughs> Um, Wales definitely, uh, I, I just didn't think Bale, uh, would be, uh, not fit, not, that's not the right word. I don't, I didn't think he'd be in form, uh, for this tournament. I thought he really lacked a lot of form in Tottenham and I didn't think, but he really enjoys playing for Wales. Uh, one of the, the funniest thing I think, uh, was, I think it was on his Twitter too. 
that he had, you know, three things on there. Um, he had, it was like Wales, uh, better than or greater than uh, golf. Golf is greater than Madrid. <laughs> That's like, what do you think yeah, of that? That's that. hilarious. Isn't that funny? Uh, it uh, sort of puts into perspective what he finds interesting. You know, the fact that he has a, has a hobby as a second greatest thing in his life compared to his club team. A little bit nervous. Yeah. If you're a Madrid fan, that, that kind of just has a little dagger to the heart there. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. Bale's always been a better person for his national team. He always has that nationalistic pride to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So, yeah, you know, no, I'll, so. I'll, um, Ramsey as well. I do like Ramsey. I think those two guys are really game changers for, uh, Wales. Whereas Denmark, uh, with the loss of Christian Eriksen, it's hard to say, but, I love Denmark, and I think a lot of people are pushing for uh, a lot of fans, if not pretty much the world at this point, uh, uh, you know, have heard of what happened in Denmark with Christian Eriksen. Um, so glad he's healthy um, and he's, you know, back home with his family. I think a lot of people are going to be pushing for Denmark. That's probably the people's team. Um, they mm-hmm. definitely they definitely come uh, into this game with a lot of emotion. Um, their game, I would say is probably the best right now. I kind of, when I, when I watch these games, I sort of gauge, okay, which one, which game is probably the best game in the tournament. And I got to say today was probably the best game or or, sorry, uh, the Denmark game versus, um, who'd they play? Oh my gosh. They played somebody. They played a good team. They played a decent team. Um, uh, but Denmark, yeah, the way Denmark, uh, beat, it's going to kill me if I don't uh, figure out uh, who they played. Russia. Was it Russia? Yeah. So they played Russia. Yeah, because Russia got that stupid penalty, by the way. Shouldn't have been. But they basically <laughs> needed, just for those that didn't know, uh, Denmark needed two goals to nil, to, to advance. So they needed a two-goal win. Um, and Belgium was playing Finland at the same time as well. So a Finland loss and I think uh, a, two, a two-nil victory would advance them. So they were, you know, they were up to nil, uh, uh, Artem Zubov or, uh, uh, yeah, Zuba got a, got a, well, got a penalty. And then you thought, you know, closer, it was relatively closer to the end of the game. You thought, okay, this is the end. Like there's no way Denmark's going to do it. And then lo and behold, my boy from Chelsea Christensen, who ended up getting man of the match, you know, blasted that ball into the back of the net. Um, and then you can just feel again, you can sort of feel that emotion because right after that, that, victory you would think you know oftentimes uh what's often said is you're most vulnerable when you score a goal so defensively when you score a goal you're often most vulnerable to to get scored on but that didn't happen the reverse happened five minutes later you know they get a, another counter break and boom the game's over and it, it was just insane to me I thought for sure that's the game of the tournament. So for me, um, I'm going to go with the people on this. I think I know what the people want. The people want Denmark. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree. I, I feel like for me, the, the only difference is that uh, uh, people don't decide who wins the game. It's the, it's the athletes. True. Uh, and, you know, Bale is just uh, a national monster when it comes to the whales. Somehow he gets things done. Uh, so this is where I would deviate. I would say that Wales will win this, but uh, just for the sake of moving forward in this in our, in our prediction, I'm going to override the prediction. I'll give it to the people. I'll give it to the people. I'll give it to Denmark. Um, so just before we actually go through the quarter semis and finals, I just want to let people know that I am not a soccer person by any means. 
Uh, but I did do a fantasy, and I did finish higher than your soccer expert over here. Yeah, he's kicking my uh, butt. I got uh, 12 out of the 24 teams correct, so 50%. Uh, have been, uh, what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many correct is. Is it seven for three at 21 points? Is it 21 points? Yeah. No, 27 points. Got, what? No, that you got nine. Sense. You got nine. Yeah, 27 points. Yeah, I got nine. Yeah. Nine correct. You got nine. Yeah, so Damn nine it. is less than 12. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I just want to. I still got lots to play up. for. Well, the, the reality is, it's like March Madness. The people who pick the jersey colors for winners are usually the ones that do well. It's not the ones who analyze for a living. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, take, you can take pride in that. Who'd you have in the finals again? Uh, I have the uh, I have Spain and France, who are actually going to play each other in the quarters. So, yeah, you know, I may not get that right. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, for for sake of moving forward, uh, just because of what, what you've been saying in the round of sixteen, I sort of pick the teams that you sort of uh, said should go through uh, just to make it more interesting. So you, the first matchup that you put through was Belgium and Italy for mm-hmm. quarterfinal. Um, simply put, two strong teams. Uh, you know, Italy's sort of got the right players and the right levels of play. Belgium's in the golden golden age. Who wins? I said this at the start of the tournament, and I'm not going to change my opinion on it. I am going to go with Italy. Um, I think again, overall, they possess a very, this is, this to me feels like a, a team sort of quality, like team, uh, maybe decent, I wouldn't say average players, but they're very good players. But, uh, I say more of a team mentality, uh, versus a star power mentality. You know, you got, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked a little bit about these guys, but Lukaku, De Bruyne, uh, Hazard, uh, you got, you know, some great quality in the Belgium side. Most people, I think, believe that Belgium's probably going to win this, you know, uh, against Italy. But I think a lot of those people are probably uh, reversing their picks. And I think a lot of people would probably pick Italy if they had the chance. Um, And I'm going to stick with what I believe. I think Italy just possesses quality from front, uh, middle to back. I think the question mark that they had uh, was the attacking prowess. And you've you've seen it in the groups. Um, You know, no goals conceded. I believe six or seven goals uh, scored it could be more than that if not mistaken actually want to sometimes i'd like to actually check my stats so seven seven goals for zero goals conceded that's in that's an incredible stat uh you know even given the quality of opponents they played um so overall for me i just think i'm i'm just i'm just thinking yeah i got i got it i have to go with italy here yeah yeah well, i mean it's uh, i think they haven't let a goal in the last 10 games something like that mm-hmm. italy that is and I mean, Donnarumma is a fun name to say as a goalie. So uh, I can appreciate that. And this is actually one of the matches that I got correct, like Italy and Belgium playing two and quarters. And I'll stick with it and I'll say Italy as well. Uh, just to you know, believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ne- next matchup breaks my heart a little bit because this was my finals, my Euro finals <laughs> matchup happening a little bit too soon. Uh, France and Spain. So obviously France is the heavy favorite in this case. Um, what do you think? Do you think Spain has a chance? Make me feel happy a little bit here. I hate to break your heart, brother, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Even I don't even know if Spain scores a goal in this game. You're probably not going to like that take a lot, but I just don't see. Again, we've talked about it time and time again. Uh, this, you know, where are they going to get these goals from? Mm. You tell me. You're the Spain fan. Where do you think these goals are going to come from to beat France or to even compete with them? Well, if, if uh, Murata can hit the net, yeah, it'd be nice. 
But if they're gonna if they're gonna score a goal, it's Gerard Mourinho. I think. I think at this point, that's really the only hope. Well, how many goals uh, do you think yeah. that he can score in this game against France? Uh, to keep you know, it competitive. If I, if I had if I had to put money on it, I would say zero. Yeah, like yeah. If I if I'm a fan, I'll say he's gonna get one. Right. Uh, he's gonna and they're gonna shock everybody. But you know, Pedri from uh, Barcelona. Uh, you know. This is one of the players right now that's moving mm-hmm. the ball around in, in the middle, and he's 18 years old. Right. So you're putting a lot. You're putting a lot of pressure on an 18-year-old. 18 like when I was 18, I was graduating grade 12. I was not starring in a Euro right. Cup. Right. And so that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure for a young kid. And you know, unfortunately, uh, my fandom ends in the quarterfinals uh, with France going through as well. I think. I think I, you know, my brain overrides my heart at times, and this is one of those cases. Uh, so that that sets up in an Italy France semis. Here, here, before we get too excited, here's a silver lining for you, though. At least, well, at least I'll say this: <laughs> it's knockout football. It's one-off game. Yeah. It's not two-leg like the Champions League, like uh, the semifinals or the quarterfinals. Anything could happen. It's still, I think Spain has a puncher's chance just to just to just to give you a little bit because I'm also sort of softening the blow just in case we have to come back and I have to explain why Spain beat France <laughs> just to give you a heads up. I do, I do think this is knockout football and Spain might, you know, possess some sort of hitting quality that we haven't seen yet. So um, with yeah. that saying, I, I, yeah, France for both of us. Yeah. Well, the, the brain says France, you know, no, Fair enough. any of these teams, any of these teams could win. They made it to the round 16. Uh, moving on to the other side, the draw is now Sweden and Germany. Uh, this obviously seems like a major, major upset of Sweden won. Yeah. Do they, do, they even, do they even have a chance? I think they do. And with how, how shaky Germany ha- has been, and I think a lot of, for example, you know, a lot of people expected them to, to beat Hungary. And they were that close to losing to Hungary. So... You, I can't rule out Sweden in this game. This game can be very scary. Uh, something that you know uh, your stats might tell you uh, is that um, uh, Germany barely got past Sweden uh, in the group stages of the World Cup. Uh, if you go back and watch that game, uh, which I have done multiple times, um, but I'm an avid fan. But uh, when I did watch it the first time around, especially, um, I actually thought Sweden should have won that game. I think they got robbed. Uh, a penalty uh, in that game, which would have changed the whole fabric of the, you know, the game. Uh, but Germany ended up, you know, kicking on last maybe dying seconds of the game uh, by, I think it was a Royce, uh, it was Royce or Cruz with uh, a free kick goal, like on the edge of the box. I still remember it very vividly because Germany won, ended up winning that game. Um, Sweden only got better from that point on. And Germany has been shaky again with low being there. Um, so this game, might actually my heart my heart's telling me this might be an upset i do love germany but i do like sweden damn it um so you know my heart's telling me that this might be an upset but i think germany uh if germany is going to get this far and beat england i think they're going to possess enough quality to dispatch sweden uh but this one's going to be a tight one um but i'm going to go with germany that's fair uh, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Germany's uh, got four wins, three losses, and two ties in the last nine games. Uh, you know, not a good record. N- narrowly beating teams like Romania, uh, losing to North Macedonia, mm-hmm. 
destroying Latvia, losing to France, tying Hungary. It doesn't give you a, a large vote of confidence. Uh, and to me, that's why I want to be like a little shaker here. Like Hungary was supposed to be that, uh, you know, the, the person that stirred the pot a little bit. Sweden's not that person that stirs the pot anymore. Sweden's the one that could actually eat from the pot. Right. Yeah. So for me, that's why I'm going to be a little bit risky and say that Sweden's going to win. Yep. Uh, but but again, just for the sake of moving forward, we'll we'll see that Germany goes in. Well, you'll you'll override me on that one, <laughs> uh, which leads which leads us to our last uh, matchup of the quarters. Netherlands and Denmark. Uh, you know, two teams sort of going in the right direction. One maybe that has a bit more star power than the other. Uh, does that star power push Netherlands through? <sighs> this is going to be an open game. Uh, I'll say that it's going to be a very open game between these two. And I just think Netherlands might have a bit more uh, up front and more attacking width and options uh, between these two teams. I think we've seen, it's hard to, it's hard to gauge Denmark at times. I mean, they lost to Finland, but again, you know, they, that I, I always argue that that game shouldn't have happened that day should have happened the next day. We don't know what type of net, you know, Denmark team we would have had following day. Are they mentally focused for, you know, this is probably going to be, you know, besides uh, Belgium, who they actually did pretty well against. Uh, this is probably the next best quality team that they're, they're going to face uh, potentially, if, you know, if, of course, the brackets sort of fall through. Um, so it's, it'll be curious to see how well they do. I mean, they, sh- they shocked Belgium pretty early. Can they do the same thing against Netherlands possibly? Yeah. Uh, Let's go. I, I'm just. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it strong with the people. <laughs> this is. This is probably gonna be my my shocker one. Uh, as we were talking about Netherlands possibly making it to the finals, they're not making it to the finals because I'm. I'm gonna go Denmark on this one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna disagree with you on this one as well. I think Netherlands will beat Denmark. Uh, you know, like like I said, uh, I didn't believe in Denmark against Wales uh, because people don't play the games. The athletes. Uh, and so in this case, I will see Netherlands, but again, we'll, we'll, defer, we'll, we'll, we'll defer to you for the sake of keeping things flow, flowing through. Um, but, you know, I mean, the people will love you for your picks, and that's, that's what we all want, is, yeah, is the love of the people, not the, the cup I, at the end. I can't, I can't stand being hated on for too long, too much. <laughs> but it's, setting, hate, it's, set, it, it's like it's setting up for me to have Germany in the finals. That's what it looks like, like I'm being corrupt that's here. <laughs> I feel kind of bad about that. Well, really. you can you can change things here with the semis: Italy and France, Germany and Denmark. Uh, obviously, there's one matchup that's a bit stronger than the other. Uh, do you think France makes the finals, or do you do you believe in your dark horse? Does your dark horse make it to the end? France, I'd say France. You have to you have to think France is a better team overall. With the quality they have, I mean, they're the World Cup winners. They just won the World Cup in 2018. Uh, they've done it, and Italy has not yet. But my mind has changed a bit with how the tournament has sort of shook up uh, since. So, if I had seen this, you know, prior to the tournament, I would have easily said France. Uh, but you know, the game has to be played, uh, and things sort of have changed for me a bit with how you know with how uh, uh, France has played, how Italy has sort of dominated here. Um, and again, assuming that, you know, they make it this far, 
I think the quality of opponents that Italy ends up playing maybe just a tad bit better uh, than France as well. And we're here. Let's do a little. Yeah, we're here for a bit of shock, shock value here. So I will go. And a lot of the French will hate me for this, but I'm sorry. But I'm going to go with Italy. Yeah, I mean, you say it's shock value, but I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, Italy has shown that they can, they can beat quality opponents. And I think ultimately playing a better opponents, Portugal, Belgium, potentially, will, will help them in the end. You know, being prepared. I think France is too comfortable knowing that they're the best on paper. Right. But, you know, they may, may not necessarily end up being the best on the field. Right. Uh, and I, I do I do agree with you. Italy goes through. Okay. Um, I'll change it up because I did pick France being Italy in the actual fantasy, but I will change it just for the sake of right. knowing that my brain is smart. Uh, so that leads us to the last semifinals, uh, Germany, Denmark. Are you still with the people here or are you going to go with your love? <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to slit the people's throat here uh, <laughs> because I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Germany on this one. Um, again, Germany... I think we'll be able to exploit Denmark pretty nicely uh, in this, uh, in that matchup uh, pretty well. I think, uh, although I don't believe in Lowe as a manager, I just don't think Denmark matches, um, you know, stacks up. Like maybe if Netherlands get that far, then Netherlands do. So if Denmark gets that far, I think they'll just be happy with what they have that, you know, they did make a top four finish, but I think Germany, uh, we'll have it out, and I think uh, they'll definitely edge that matchup against Denmark. Yeah, well, uh, Cinderella stories rarely ever end good <laughs> and well. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many Cinderella stories win the championship? It's, it's often so much pressure being put onto this team to succeed. Everyone wants them to. They just never quite make it. Very often it's not the case. So uh, I'll agree with you with Germany. Uh, but I'll let the record know that I would have had Netherlands in the finals. If Netherlands <laughs> was allowed, was allowed to Fair enough. Let the record show uh, that. We'll it. remember that when we talk about this at the end. <laughs> we come back and talk about these. Let, let the record know. Uh, so that means that we have Italy and Germany in the finals. Uh, are you going to be completely biased and say Germany wins it all? Or are you going to recognize that maybe the Azuri are, in fact, a talented group of people? <laughs> um, Germany and Italy in a major tournament. Uh, it never really ends well for Germany, although they did win the, I believe uh, they won the 2016 Euros uh, when they matched up, I think, in the final eight or something like that in penalty. It was an insane game, by the way. Uh, uh, that was when I actually had emotions for Germany as much as I don't anymore. I don't have as much as I did, uh, especially with Lobin at the helm, you know, since then still. Uh, but Germany, yeah, Germany uh, beat Italy in pens. Uh, and then went on to lose to France in the uh, round of four. Um, but before that, I think Italy had actually dominated Germany. Uh, I had remembered, you know, a few matchups, specifically the Bellatali moment uh, when he crushed Germany uh, for two goals. So what should I go with on this pick? I think, again, I'm going to go with Italy. I'm going to go with the Azuri. I think the Azuri... Uh, has turned into the dark horses, turned into the favorites of this tournament. Uh, and I expect them to basically win the tournament. I think uh, uh, they will prove their quality to the world. I think Chiro and Mobley uh, will be competitive uh, as a goal scorer. 
uh, for the round of 16. And, uh, we'll kick on for the rest of the tournament, again, depending on how far Italy goes. But I do believe uh, that Italy will win this Euro 2020 tournament. Um, that's reasonable. I, I would agree with you as well. I think that Italy, uh, given who, are, who the matchup is, Germany in this case, obviously it might change uh, down the road, but I think Italy is the better team in this case, better in all levels. And so I just think that they, they will win the Euros. And so there you have it. We have Italy as the Euro 2020 or 2021, depending on what you want to say, as the Euro champion. What that leads to is... Uh, the golden boot uh, right now the golden boot leader going into knockout round is Cristiano ronaldo damn right goals. yeah yeah uh, second place <laughs> sorry i have to do that <laughs> there's a lot of people tied for second but they ha- all have three goals so he's got two goal lead going into the knockout stage uh you did have portugal losing in the yeah round of 16 around 16 so there's is a two goal gap good enough for uh ronaldo to win a golden boot given that you know lukaku is that three? Uh, well, Naldon's at three, Depay is at two, and Mobile is at two. So, going all the way to the finals. Right. You know, Locatelli is at two as well. Havertz is at two. Um, so, do you think Ronaldo holds on to his golden boot, or do you think one of the other guys that I've listed sort of slips on into the win? If we have Portugal predicted the way, the where, you know, where it is, then. There's got to be someone that scores at least five goals in total uh, or two more goals. Um, so I'm going to say no. I don't think Ronaldo will uh, get the golden boot, but he definitely deserves uh, some respect for uh, what he's done for Portugal. I think without him, Portugal would probably not even make it. Well, yeah, from a goal standpoint, they would definitely not make it to the round of 16 anyways. Um, so if my predictions are wrong and Portugal get it to even – say to the semifinals uh, and he's, you know, goal contributor there. I think he does win the golden boot. Um, But if Portugal loses to Belgium in the round of 16, it's got to be somebody else. Um, My pick would probably be if I were to switch my pick, because my initial pick was Mbappe who has scored zero goals, I believe. Um, Hopefully he scores something. Maybe he steps up in the round of 16 and goes all the way to the finals uh, and proves me wrong. Um, I'd probably go with Lukaku. Uh, I would likely go with Lukaku. Most people would typically go for a team that makes it probably in the top four or the final two. Uh, but I don't see Germany being a guy like you said. A Kai Havertz scores two, but I don't. He might disappear. He might end up disappearing. I feel like a little bit. I like him being a Chelsea guy and all, but I just I see Germany being more of a team. And Italy, Chiro Immobile. Yeah, I mean, just based off of the picks we made, it very likely should be Churro Immobile. Again, does he show up in the round of 16 and so on? And what happens? Maybe, maybe not. Um, so you're thinking possibly France or Denmark. Again, maybe France. Uh, but I'm just going to – I'll just make it simple, and I'm just going to go with Lukaku. Yeah, I think it's – you know, Golden Boot is – because it's one player, you sort of look at it like, you know, for me I would have said uh, – because I had no – in my mind, I had Netherlands going to the finals. Uh, Memphis Depay potentially gained the golden boot, scoring three goals. That's all he needs to do in, uh, was that, four four games, which is definitely possible, especially if you have Portugal losing in, in the next round. Um, but that being said, Netherlands has such spread out scoring. Like, I think they have three guys in the top four, three guys in the top four, 
Dumfries, Ronaldum, and Depay. So, I mean, that spread out attack is, you know, it's difficult to score for yourself if everyone else is scoring for you. But uh, just for the fun of it, I will say Depay will win the Golden Boot just because it looks like he's deeply involved, like two goals, two assists. And that would make him second if you just, if you include as points right. um, to Ronaldo's six, five goals and, and one assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will note that Ronaldo scored four of his goals off penalty kicks. Oh, here uh, we go only. again, Messi fan. <laughs> we just heard that from a Messi so, fan. Make sure you preface you're a Messi fan. So, you know, well, that being said, like, how often do you get penalty kicks and how often will you score off the actual uh, action in the field? You know, if you're scoring off the action in the field, it's a lot easier because how many penalty kicks do you have in the game? It's not very many. Well, based uh, off of this so. tournament, there's been a lot of missed penalties. So, to be fair to him. Yeah. There's been a yeah, few misses, namely from your boy Morata there and Moreno. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that uh, they're, up. <laughs> they're, they're not they're not my boys anymore. Fair enough. Only if Messi so, could play for the Spain team. Yeah, should have. But there you have it. So for me, Depay, for you, you said Lukaku mm-hmm. uh, made the uh, best penner win in this case. Um do you have any sort of final thoughts in the Euros? What sort of anything that surprised you? Anything that's impressed you? Uh, I think I pretty much said everything I needed to say about the Euro tournament. I think um, if I look back on my predictions, very disappointing. I went for a more conventional uh, prediction uh, with a lot of what you know experts were saying or thinking or just my mind saying, okay, there's no way this particular team could ever get this far. And yet we, you know, we've seen it with, again, with Sweden. A lot of people counted out Sweden. Uh, I'm sure, you know, people probably didn't believe Ukraine or Switzerland would get there. A lot of people at Ukraine la- or uh, Switzerland last. Um, Austria, same thing, um, which is why I sort of took the same mentality with um, uh, with the with the sort of uh, uh, the round of 16 games um, and, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals and finals games uh, was that, you know, what how likely is it that the best team or the best teams, you know, get to this, uh, get to the quarters, get to the semis and get to the finals. That's why we sort of I threw in a little bit of teams that may possibly upset another team um, or, you know, a team that you didn't expect to be there may very likely be there. Um, That's why I had Denmark or that's why I probably have Italy winning it all Um, or Sweden even possibly shocking Germany. So um, mixed it in, sprinkled a little bit of unpredictability. uh, And this will be our final predictor. So I'll... uh, Make I'll save it just so that when we go back and watch or uh, make another video uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the tournament, we can come back and talk about how wrong we were about these picks. Yeah, well, it's things like things like these tournaments, games. Uh, if you're the underdog, never count yourself out because you never know what's going to happen. And uh, because you know, if you're the heavy favorite, you you think you're going to win. You're not going to necessarily have your mind in the game all the time. So. That's the moral of the story here is anything can happen when you put all of your effort into it. So uh, for players moving forward, keep that in mind. And for fans watching Euros, cry with me when Spain loses because I'll need to help. Uh, but other than that, we're going to close off the episode of Euro 2020-2021. And hopefully we'll see Italy and Germany in the finals.